0: cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Lebang podcast. Welcome to yet another episode of Life with Lebang brought to you by cliffcentral.com. My name is Lebang Khosana and today I'm going to do what I intend to do every single week and that is to have a conversation with you and fill you in on some of these life things that do come about. And I'm quite stoked for today's conversation because this is something that most people experience, most people are going to experience, or if anything, it's really just one of the most relatable things that on a daily basis one can encounter, especially growing up in specific environments. And this is something that in your childhood you you experience it, You know, in your teenage years, you even experience it and possibly in your adult life, just depending on a couple of factors. So I'm very keen today to have a conversation about relationships amongst siblings and different conversations. I mean, essentially, the the, the real question is, why do children that are from the same household have different, I guess, like experiences? You're born in the same house. You have the same mom and dad, but you grow up to be different people. You have different beliefs, different personalities, just different things. And I've always wondered about that because I have two amazing brothers. One is older than me. One is younger than me. But if you were to meet us today, other than the way that we look, you wouldn't necessarily be able to create that link just because we are completely different people. We have our own ways of doing things. We have our own ways of raising our children. We believe in completely different things. And I, I found that quite interesting. I do want to find out what it is that can lead to children being raised in the same household, but having these completely different personalities, which at the end of the day define um the kind of adults or just the kind of people that they are. And research obviously has been done around this very matter, but it seems as though, you know, birth order and personality are a little randomly linked to then constellations and personalities. You know, it's, it's possible and even likely that parents tend to treat children differently according to their birth order. So I'll tell you this as a parent myself, I do sometimes like bust myself giving my children different treatment because of different, you know, factors, whether it's a girl child, it's a boy child, whether it's like dependent on the age of that child, dependent on, the, on that situation. And I always remember saying to myself, I'm going to treat all my kids the same. I don't want to give anybody different treatment. I always said, my kids must never feel as though as their mother, they don't get the same amount of love and attention. Because I grew up, unfortunately, in a situation where, very early on, I, I was able to identify that, no man, we're getting different treatment here. What's going on? There's like VIP there, then there's VIP there, then there's the rest of us down here. <laughs> you know, which I don't think my parents were doing on purpose. It just happened in that way. So from, from some of the research that was done, um, the eldest children tend to have a lot of responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? That firstborn syndrome. Uh, sometimes firstborns are lavished with loads of attention. And younger children may benefit from less anxious parents, from their more seasoned parents, but also less opportunity to settle with parental adoration. So essentially, when you're the firstborn, you have all the the attention because you're the first child. And because there is no guarantee as to where there'll be other siblings. And when there's one child, it's easier to focus on that one child. Now, middle children may feel a little bit lost in the noise i am a middle child and i completely agree i do remember feeling very lost a lot of times growing up because things were just different things were different i had a big brother little brother i was just in the middle being pulled and just am i being too too childish am i being too young am i being too much of a leader there's a lot of you know confusion at that at that stage and then being the last born Last borns are always pretty much put in a box of the baby of the family. Last borns are most coddled. Last borns are always treated like Lee, treated like an egg because they just arrived now and we have to protect the last born by all means. But one thing that is interesting that we don't often speak about is the position that the parents are in at the time that all these children are born. Most parents, when they have their first child, it's at a completely different phase to when they have their last born. When they have their last born, they're probably more financially stable. They've probably matured a lot because now they've learned, they've, you know, they've had more experience as parents. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the statistics because this will give us a clear view contextually of what the South African situation is. So according to stats essay in 2019, South Africa has about 20% of children that are age 17 and younger, who do not live with their parents. Now, of course, on its own, that is already problematic. And this is often because, you know, children are more uh, often not with their biological parents, mainly due to things like labor migration of parents, low marital rates of mothers or fathers. Consequently, a lot of children are raised by grandparents and other relatives, more especially in rural areas. There is a huge trend amongst young South Africans who have children and they ship their children off to Bokoku or anywhere but themselves. There's a huge lack of like responsibility. Unfortunately, it's a sad thing, but it, it it's also true. Sometimes it's not even that deep. Sometimes it's like, you know, mama, I have to go to work. And it's easier for them to be in a different location to do that work. Thus, the child gets shipped off to another relative. Now, that on its own also comes with a lot of complications. And it could lead to like separation. It could lead to just a lot of distance between some siblings. It could lead to a lot of distance between parents and siblings. There are a lot of factors involved in the general setup of a household that will subsequently affect the different personalities of each child. So this is not a conversation that I can have on my own because I can only speak from my experience. And as you know, on Life with Lebang, we have to bring in the experts, the people that know what they're talking about to shed some light on these topics because they know better than we do. But the idea is to connect them with you so that after this, you can also know better. So to find out more about the subject, I'm joined today by Nonti Raju Rajuili, yes, Nontigalela Rajuili from the Nontigalela Rajuli psychology practice. And she's going to talk to us more about siblings of the same parents with different personalities. Now, us Nontigalela is a qualified psychologist and she's registered with the Health Professions Council of South Africa. She's passionate about the mental health and well-being of individuals in communities. And she uses her vast experience and knowledge in the field to provide services such as individual and group therapy, family therapy, scholastic assessments as well as play therapy at the heart of the practice is empathy and compassion and at this moment she's currently a doctoral candidate at the university of johannesburg and holds a master's of education degree in educational psychology so i'll see uh, how are you
1: i'm fine
0: okay. one day at a time, yes. as you know, so thank you so much for making the time to to uh, hang out with us today. I think this is a very vital conversation just because as we grow as ba when we get to our adult life, things change quite drastically it's no longer the life that we 're living as Baana, and if you have siblings in that situation. It can either make or break your experience as an adult to if you have that support or not. So I'll start off by saying, how does birth order affect the quality of relationships between parents and their children?
1: Okay. Uh what I want to 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 indicate here is that it's not only the birth order, okay, but it's also the psychosocial and cultural yes. uh, activities that are happening around us. Yes. So you'll find that the birth order in KZN closest mm. place mm. and compared to birth order in 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 Soweto, yeah, you know, there's not there's a difference yes, between the course. two, and I will explain later why am I saying that. Mm. So as we were discussing earlier on with somebody here, I I was making an example of um, a person, a child who grew up in KZN sure. or in in the Eastern Cape, mm. and a child who grew up in Soweto. Yes, and if you Take your, you know, your model C child mm. who's getting the A's and is called an A child in mm. in one of the schools here, mm. and you take that child to Natal, they mm. will say, No, he cannot, you know, look yes. after the cows, he yes. cannot do whatever, he cannot, yes. yeah. So, but, uh, a child who comes from KZN coming into Johannesburg because mm. he, maybe he cannot play cricket or whatever. Mm. As well, we people on the side will think that uh, this child is not as clever. Yes. So there are also cultural differences 100%. that are, are involved in here. Yes. But when we come into the position of a child, mm. you know, in in families. Often we say the middle child is neglected. Mm. And it's one thing that I usually speak about that myself and my brother are in the, in the middle. Mm. And when mom goes to town, mm. no, she'll take my elder sister because she's old. She'll help her to carry the plastics. yes, And then my younger sister cannot remain at home because she's young. So she'll be put at the back. Mm. So you, the middle ones, you are at home and you have to clean and whatnot. And mm. when they come back, we've eaten fish and chips, you know, during our mm. time. That was... a the best food and mm. you who are remaining home then are not considered. Exactly. So, you know, that's the the difficulty of being a middle child. Yes. Now, uh, often it's, it, although research says, you know, that is not really um, the the reality. That is not really how things are. It depends on where you grew up and what you were considered. It's not mm. about how you were born, you know. Another example that I was making was um, you can be a last born at home or the middle child, but you are taken to your aunt. You know, as we know as Mm. Africans that I can give you my child if you don't get children so that you can be able to to have your own, you know, that was the belief. And once a person has, um, stays with the aunt and she then takes the role of an a firstborn, Mm, you know. mm. And now uh, how society will shape your thinking, your behavior, it will be like you are the eldest. Mm. So you'll do things that, you know, elder children will be doing. Mm. But then looking at now the position, Mm. like where were you placed? Were Mm. you placed as an elder child or were you placed as a middle child or were you placed as a lastborn? Mm. And these are also even happening at the workplace, you'll find that even where you're working, mm. the person who'll be busy telling you, can you please do this, do that, do that. If you find out that that person is a, it's a firstborn, mm. you know, it's the elder, even at home, she's the one who's giving direction. Of course. You know, mm. and you'll find that the lastborn at a workplace, you know, after the age of 30 or so, the last one still sits on the sofa and doesn't want to do anything, even if it's at the workplace, yeah, you yeah. know, where you are all on the same level, mm. so it depends on how you were treated and how society treated you mm. and then it ends up being a behavior that you'll adapt uh, adopt as a as an adult, yeah and even with the parents as well, you write when you say um at a certain age. Like uh, from home my younger sister, my mother was forty mm. when she had her, mm. and now there's the latlameki, yeah. and everybody now treats her as a latlameki, exactly, and yeah, mm. and the, she she's t- treated like a, an egg, yeah. as you mentioned it. Yeah. So then the egg will think that if I do anything, I'll break, Mm, you know. mm. So all of you are not
0: eggs, you are rocks. So (laughs) you can do. (laughs) Rocks one side, eggs one side. Eggs one side because (laughs) rocks
1: will break the eggs, you know. (laughs) So this is what is happening.
0: Mm. And
1: most of the time that you'll find that um, according to the bed order, Mm. this is what happens. Mm. And I was also looking at. You know, growing up with the grandmother, okay, so you'll have the older um cousins, and you end up being the youngest one, even though maybe you are the middle child, the middle Like child. I was the mm. youngest child, mm. but I was the middle the middle child because I had spent time with my older cousins, yes you yes. Know? So the behavior and if you are so to speaking you'll understand I I remember even now when I go to the Eastern Cape, you know, they would say mm, you
0: know mm. which means
1: that you were always carried with a slice of, of bread, bread at the back.
0: Yes. You know, yes. because
1: you, you you were last born, you mm. were regarded as a last born of the mm. of the cousins. Mm. So this is then how uh people are treated and how you will treat yourself for sure as well and with the middle children you know it has in research has also indicated that middle children are like you know i'm a libra and i'm mm-hmm. like libras they want to balance the scales sure yeah because then when you an older brother or older sister is fighting with the younger one. You are the ego in the middle mm. to protect. Yes, both you know, sides. Yes. both sides. And you'll find that even at the workplace, as a middle person, then you'll you'll, you'll try to to protect
0: the other people. Yeah. So mm. it, it's sounding to me like the position or the order that you're in at home it has a major effect on the what you do when you grow older when you become an adult if these are things that we're carrying into the workplace, if these are things we're carrying into our later years, it has a huge impact on how we respond to things, whether it's conflict, whether it's anything, how we are positioned and how we see ourselves within that young age. And with amongst, you know, the people that raise us, whether it's cousins, whether it's you're being raised by your parents, that will be quite a deciding factor into now your older age. So, what I'm trying to ask is, is there no, isn't there like a bit of danger in that? I mean, if you're last born and you are the egg of the family and you've never ever had to face conflict, you've never really had to be accountable for anything, you've never had to take responsibility for anything. And now, mm, mm. won't that affect negatively mm. your life? Mm,
1: mm. Hence, we say your body where, goes where your mind is. Mm. Because if your mind is telling you that you're a baby, Mm. then your body will behave like you're a baby, Mm. you know. And if your mind is telling you that you're an adult, you have to man up, then, you know, your body will do that Mm. because the body only responds to the engine, what the engine is telling you to do. And, you know, even if you can be the last child, we're looking also at maybe you have two kids and the eldest one is disabled, you know yeah. the role that you'll be playing now it's like a, a, a role of a of an elder child yes so even when you go to a, a, a workplace then that's what you'll play that's what you'll so do. it's it's very important for parents because it starts with us as parents mm. how we treat our children how we treat the first born, the second born and the last born and you're correct when you say um at the beginning, you know, a parent is maybe 25 years old or mm. 24 mm. and she doesn't really have an experience or he doesn't have an experience of how to raise a child because mm. parents are blamed but not trained, you know. Mm. So what is is important is how the training you get it as wisdom. I always say training is wisdom is better than training because wisdom goes with the experience. Yes. So you will be able to. As you grow up, maybe your firstborn at 25, but your last child at 34. Exactly. So by the time you reach 34, you've done your trial and error, and you've seen what is working and what is not working. Yes. And then the last born comes in. And remember, at the age of 25, if you got your firstborn, then you you also become frustrated Mm. and you shout. Mm. And some parents can end up hitting because that's the Mm. only thing that they know. Mm. But as you grow up and you attend parents' meeting, and maybe you're a teacher, you know, you go to training and Mm. all that, Mm. then you are told that you don't hit the child. This is how you do it. There's other methods. There are other methods. Mm. And by the time you get your... You're last born at t- 34, 35. You're more equipped. You're more equipped, mm. you know. So these kids will be different. They will and be. And with the parents, I've know, I know parents who have 14 kids, 16 kids, maybe you know. Okay. And sometimes you, you wonder how did they raise these kids two years apart? Mm. You know, mom, mm. although mom was not working, but with 14 kids, you know, how do you change? Uh, from one year to another, because yes. as you know, culture is not static. It mm, changes, it changes over time. you know, over mm. time. So by, the, by the time you get the 14th child, the first child is already married.
0: Exactly. You know? Exactly.
1: Yeah. So some children will say, I thought my elder sister was my mother.
0: Exactly. And that happens very, very often.
1: It happens very often, you it know? Does. So, That's why life is so different and we are so different except, you know, the genes that you can see that there's a resemblance here.
0: For sure, for Mm. sure. What about, you know, if one parent has more children than the other? I mean, we're living in uh, a new age where we have mixed families. This Mm -hmm. is not back in the day anymore where it's like, yo, mama, le papa, and then… Just children. We mm-hmm. have parents that end up divorcing or that end up separating and then they start new families. We are living in more of a mixed time. Mm-hmm. So what are, what are the changes? if one parent has you know more children than the other parent for example you know i could be the first born to one parent but then be the third born to the other that mm. also must play some sort of like role or have an effect on ultimately shaping these personalities
1: mm. so what is important as well is now as a as parents in this house who are you as seeing as the first child mm. and who are you seeing as the last one you know in Mm. this relationship sometimes it's not my child your child our children okay it's just my child your child okay you know so who are you seeing as an elder child here in the family and sometimes unfortunately and you know as females are mostly uh, blamed as well you'll find that the first child is the father's child not your child Mm. and you are ask or you are expected to always ask the elder one to do certain things in the house for sure and the family, when they come, they think that you are ill-treating this child
0: yes, and you yes, are saving your
1: own, yes. not understanding that this one is younger and that one is older. And hence, it's so important that when you have those, uh, the families, then you you, you go for counselling. You know, you can go to your social workers to yes. say, how are we going to parent here? Yes,
0: yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So we can
0: get some guidance. You can get some Mm, guidance. mm, You can get assistance if you, if this is your first time in that situation. Mm. I know personally, I, my firstborn, he's eight years old, Mm -hmm. but when I got into um, my partnership that I'm in right now, he arrived into the relationship with his son who is now 10 years old. Mm. So for like the past, maybe four years, but we've been raising both boys Mm -hmm. uh, on and off under the same roof, but because my son lives with us full time, mm-hmm. he's our, he's like the firstborn, but he has an older brother who mm-hmm. is really the firstborn on paper because mm-hmm. he's older. Mm-hmm. But because he doesn't live with us full time, mm-hmm. it's that, you know, half, half. So we're trying to sort of merge both of their roles and say mm-hmm. when the, the, the elder son is there, then they both take on this firstborn role of maybe looking after their sisters or helping us, et cetera, et cetera. But when my son is there alone, still he takes on that firstborn role. Mm -hmm. So I just hope that I'm not confusing him in any way, you know, Mm -hmm. like when his big brother's there, then like I'd say maybe if he's the first or the second. But as you're saying, it's trial and error. You know, we're Mm -hmm. trying different methods to see what will work. And I guess it's interesting that we can get assistance and guidance. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that, It's a unique situation, Mm. you know. There's there's people that have been through this before, and it's nice to know that we can get assistance for some of the things that may be challenging to us as young parents.
1: And Libang, I think it's very important because I always say, you know, as a child you are told that umunyani, you are still young. Yes. Don't do it. Yes. Then when you do the things that young kids do you're old, yes. why are you doing it? Yes. So now you end up not knowing what your position is mm. and then feeling neglected and it can lead to p- depression. It can. Because, and what I always say to parents is, you know, uh, the mind doesn't record they do not. It records mm. what you're saying they should do. Mm. Like, for example, if I can say to you now, think of a red, do not think of a red elephant Mm. You'll think of a red, a elephant, red elephant. Not yeah. do not. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you you cannot not do it. Yes. So. If you want your children to grow well, always give them alternatives. I was yes. saying to parents as well. Yes. You say your child, don't go to street bashes and don't go to this. But then where, where must should I they go? go?
0: Give me the solution. Give
1: them the solution yes. to say, this is what you need to go yes. to do. Yes. So as I say, with middle children, then, you know, this, you don't, they don't know what to do. They don't know whether they are older or they are younger.
0: 100%. Because
1: it seems like things are meant for younger children. Or meant for older children and nobody says, no, this is the middle, for middle child.
0: Exactly. You know, it sounds so confusing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hence, I say it's not about you know heredity what you have inherited mm. it's more of a psychosocial mm. and the cultural stuff mm. and when talking psychosocial and cultural stuff there's one of the theorists the developmental psychologist, that called eric Erikson, mm. who then uh, you know puts the stages accordingly although you know some will be different here and there but you can see how children grow up, the stages that they go through and what will happen to them, you know. Yes, And even all our theorists like uh, Sigmund Freud, they'll talk about the personality, how the personality develops, the the ego and the superego. So it is very important that you go to people who have studied for psychology sure, for sure. who understand psychology who understands sociology yes. so that they can assist you because as i said that we've you know there's no training for for, for parenthood to say okay let me train you on this for you sure. know you get that crash course when you go to the hospital and have your baby to say no this is how you wipe your baby and mm, whatnot mm. that's for 10 minutes and then, and that's then a, it's done When you're on your own then you're on your own. I, I like yeah. what she
0: said, that parents are not blamed. Parents are blamed but not trained. trained yes. That is such an important thing to know because parents do get blamed for every little thing that their child does, whether right or wrong. The fault is the parent. Mm-hmm. Without thinking, you know, did, is there like a center for parenthood? Is there a manual, a training manual that says this is how you parent? And chances are, you'll find lots of books that will tell you how to parent, but you won't find a book that will tell you how to parent your child Mm. in your household, under your circumstances, in your situation, because Mm -hmm. those things are not made um, a parent yet. Mm-hmm. You're going to realize it while you're in there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just love that you said that. I'm going to use it as my life motto now. <laughs> Next time somebody tries to blame me, <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Parents are blamed but not trained. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk a bit about gender difference and age gap because I know this one should play a massive role mm-hmm. with regards to the treatment and how one grows as a girl child. Mm-hmm. you are automatically told that you mature quicker. Mm-hmm. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you're told by the age of three already, oh, Oh, she's mm-hmm. such a big sister. All these things are, are told to you. So you start seeing yourself as that, even if you're not the firstborn, mm-hmm. even if you're not the middle child. Mm-hmm. Boys and girls are raised differently. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a difference with the age gaps as well. Can you quickly just tell us how that will affect the personality differences within growing up in the same household mm-hmm.
1: mm. now as girls remember you spent most of your time with a parent yes maybe with your mother yes even when she's washing the dishes then you are there and helping and asking how it's it's done mm-hmm. i remember when my daughter was very small i was doing the washing and i think i was thinking deeply mm. and i had you know Changed the shape of the mouth because I was talking alone in my head. Mm. And when I looked at her, she was doing exactly what I was doing as I changed the face. And then she did that. Mm -hmm. And I realized how we, you know, um, teach our children to behave in a way all the time when they are with us. When you go and uh, hang the washing, then you give the child maybe... Her underwear to say hang it, mm. you know. But with the boys, where are they? They are sitting with the dead in the uh, lounge. The they are watching, watching TV, TV doing and nothing, and there is no communication <laughs> because it's just the observation. Yeah, you know. So sure. now this girl, because you say so much, you mm. know, then they start picking up words and they start talking. Mm. And sometimes I get so fascinated looking at, especially you know, I had this lady um, outside there speaking deep. Pedi. Mm. I remember when we were growing up, there was a little boy who was speaking Sepedi, yeah. but he spoke like an adult.
0: Mm. You
1: know, like the words, the concepts he used, they were like an adult and mm. we realized that he's spending most of his time with the grandmother,
0: yes. this
1: boy. So that's why now he's starting, uh, he started talking at a very young age mm. and, you know, there were bar- no barriers there. Mm. Now, growing up, as I was sharing with uh, Tepo out there was, as You, if you, you, you've spent time with uh, females and you are a male, you tend to learn also to to be empathetic Mm. if those females, you know. So you'll find that this is a boy who has got a heart of a woman. Yes. You know. Who, 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 who talks like a woman, mm. who allows people to cry in front yes, of him, yes. you know? And yet there's another girl who grew up amongst boys and who used to say tomboys mm. and she can climb the trees and so on. Yes. So your gender is based also on who are you spending most yeah, of most the time, time with? with sure. And what are you learning from this culture and from this uh, environment. Yes. But we are not excluding, you know, as I said, the the, the inheritance, the teens and psychologically what is happening to yes. you and what happened in the past. So those play very
0: important role. They do. Yes. Mm. I'm I'm thinking about uh when young boys are raised by single mothers. Mm-hmm. This happens a lot where they are labeled by society as too soft or mm. Uh, not man enough mm-hmm. because oh, like mama. Mm-hmm. and it's quite the opposite when a young girl is raised by her father mm-hmm. she knows how to change a light bulb she can you know fix the engine in a car all those sort of in inverted commas male facing duties mm-hmm. and when it comes to the emotional sides of things some girls tend to struggle mm-hmm. around other girls because mm-hmm. for one not growing up they were never faced with certain conversations they were never faced with uh, having to have boundaries or whatever the case is, so it's very interesting. And in speaking to you, I'm realizing more and more that whomever we spend the most of our time with will shape us, and will mm. shape the people that we become, and they'll shape how we behave, and right down to mannerisms, right mm. down to uh, uh king. Body language. Because mm. by now, I know. By now, they don't listen to what you say. They do what you do. Mm. So if you're shouting at your children and, well, chica, hey, well, I told you to do da, 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 da. Don't be surprised in two days' time if your children also start shouting back at you. Mm. You're teaching them that this is how you live and this is a part of life. Mm. It's very scary. Mm, <laughs> it's, it is. Actually, it's a lot of pressure. Mm. So, no, together, let's look at the the big five personality traits. Uh, of consciousness, agreeableness neuro uh, neurotism, mm-hmm. neurotism, yes, neuroticism, mm-hmm. that one openness to experience and um extroversion, do these have any relations with birth order amongst siblings?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It will have a relation with birth order, mm-hmm. but remember, as I said to you, that you can be born the third one yes. but somewhere else you are the first child
0: uh-huh. you know yes, yes. like the,
1: your your child that you are talking about yes. maybe his mom's third child but mm. to you then he's the eldest For sure. so that can affect you know how this child will behave or how he will behave as an adult. Mm. And with us as well as parents, how did we treat this child? Did we treat the child as though he's the eldest? Mm. Because with an example that I gave of a mother, a a, a firstborn with disability. Mm. So mom will always say, bring this for your brother. Exactly. Bring that for your brother. Exactly. So you're no more a lastborn. You're no more a spoiled bread. You're
0: automatically the firstborn. You're
1: automatically
0: the firstborn because Mm. then you do what the elder one Will do But I need to counter that Because with some children And I've witnessed this In my own household It almost seems like It comes naturally mm-hmm. So my second born Is a three year old girl She's my mm-hmm. first daughter mm-hmm. When my second daughter Was born mm-hmm. She automatically Just became this Big sister mm-hmm. I'm a Jisa, I'm a Kuka, I'm like just caring and nurturing for her sister Mm -hmm. when even herself still needed this nurturing and care. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I had enforced it on her. I didn't teach it to her. Perhaps she was just looking at me and said, well, if mommy's going to carry the baby like that, this is how I should also behave to my sister. But I I do also sometimes feel like sometimes these kids just grow into these roles and it it may not even be that scientific and that statistic. Related, mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: you know, exposure is very important. Hence, we're saying don't expose your children to violence because yeah. then they will think that's that how things are. Yes. You know, I do play therapy as uh, we spoke here, yes. or as you were talking about my my resume. Mm. And in play therapy, what you do, you sit and you watch a child play. It's a non-directive play therapy where you sit and you observe, sure, and you'll find children who are being taken care of at home, being very nice to dolls and playing with dolls and, you know, uh, being uh, empathic and compassionate. Mm. And so, but children who are not taken care of, you know, emotionally. Yes. Because remember, some parents have got lots of money, but there's no emotions attached to their children. 100%. So they will come, and this child will not even care where she puts her doll. Mm. You know, she can just throw her doll on the... On the floor and be busy cleaning or whatever, mm, depending mm. on what the child has learned from mum And whatever as parents we are doing, mm. remember our children learn through observation. 100%. So they are learning that. So it's, it's very important that as a parent, you also become a, a very good example for your children. And another thing that I wanted to explain is in our test that we do, the emotional test, that there's a test called Rare Person. Okay. And rare family. Okay. So when you do this test, you say to a child, give a pencil and paper, and you say, can you please draw me a person? Okay. You know, so it will indicate what's in this child's unconscious mind. Okay. And as they draw, a boy might draw... A female. Okay. Depending on which gender is dominant at home.
0: Oh, I see. You know, I see. But
1: normally we'll find boys drawing boys, girls drawing girls. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. And so it means that this is embedded in the unconscious mind mm. that a person that I know it's a female. Yes. You know. And in drawing the family, you'll find that a dominant person becomes bigger on the drawing. And it might be the granny, not everybody else. And yes. the father is that smaller piece. sighting. you know. <laughs> so, and as you 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 talk to the child, you realize that oh, the father vele. Well, He's Mm. not part of the family. Mm. And as I mentioned to you that these are emotional tests. So a child is tested emotionally. How are you feeling? And it is unconscious Mm. because some parents will come out of the playroom and say, if you give them feedback, yeah, why don't you like minyan?" You know, but this is how the mind sees you. This is
0: how the mind sees you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So,
1: and this is how the mind sees the granny who is on a stick. You know what? Mm, stick, she's but she's so the, big on the, the page. Big page.
0: She's yeah. the biggest one cuz she plays the dominant role. Because she plays the dominant role, yeah, right? I get it. I get yeah. it. How would you as advise a, a a mixed family mm-hmm. that is potentially let's say struggling mm-hmm. with the, these emotions of a missing parent? Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if there is a a, a daughter mm-hmm. who's biological mother is not in the picture mm-hmm. and she's staying with her father and the father's um, you know uh, other uh, partner who's not that child's biological parent Mm-hmm. How do you then work on those emotions? Because, you know, with children, they, they can tell you one thing, but they can, they can be thinking another. Mm-hmm. In some instances, they may not even have the full vocabulary to mm-hmm. express how a certain thing makes them feel. How would you go about advising a family who is struggling with that? Okay.
1: Now, talking about the smaller children, yes. starting there first. Yes, And as I mentioned to you, that there's something that we call play therapy, which is, which is a play a therapy for smaller children yes. you know from the age of two you can be able to observe how this child is feeling mm. so parents should also observe how their kids play Okay, you know uh, my father's house is in Soweto, my parents house and I like standing at the gate mm. and watch how Watching. the kids play you know mm. and you'll find that there's this particular child who's aggressive okay and now as a parent if you're observing your children play mm. and you can see that your own son is dominating the others mm. just wonder if it's happening in the small space at home what mm. is happening outside and what is happening at school exactly you know and you need to be in contact with the teachers yes. to say how's my child uh, behaving mm. even if you you Parents go to school when they are called by the teacher. Never the other way around. Yes. Mm. So go to to school and say, you know, I'm I'm so and so's parent. I just want to check how is she doing at school. Mm. You know, because I remember when I was still a teacher, uh, other teachers advised me because then I was younger. Yes. And they were saying, you know what, in this school, if you want to, to to, to see a parent. Try and swear the child.
0: The
1: whole family will come. (sighs) But but if you just say nicely and how is your mom? Tell your mom to come. They'll never come. They won't come. So Mm. be that parent who Mm. is proactive, who goes to your child's school and find out what is the child. Be early in fetching your child and just park your car. If you have a car, park your car. Watch on the, And watch how they're playing or take a walk, you know, talk on your phone while taking a walk and watching in the film. Yes. Then you'll realize even when they are playing soccer, soccer or rugby, you'll see that your child becomes very aggressive. Mm. And then you'll be have an opportunity to address this mm. at home. And as a parent, although I said they are blamed, not trained, mm. you will know where this is coming from. For sure. You know, and you'll try
0: to address that. Yes, mm. yes. Sure. That's so hectic. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Life with LeBanc. Till we meet again. Cliffcentral.com